from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Strange thing happened on my timeline last night, Jillio. I don't know if you saw it. Actually, I know you saw it. You saw the same thing that I was seeing. Where North Carolina women's soccer had... They had a gut punch last night. They lose in the national title game against UCLA. It's at Wake Med Soccer Park, sold out, mostly Carolina fans, obviously. It's in their backyard. And UCLA was trailing 2 nothing late in the game, and then they scored two goals in the last 10 minutes to force overtime. It was the second goal of the NCAA Women's Soccer Championship that was controversial. It was a corner kick. There was some fighting in front of the net, and it would it was headed in. So, people screamed goalie interference. I, mean, I watched the clip a few times on YouTube last night and this morning. You know, fresh set of eyes, cup of coffee. Let me look at this. I could say pretty definitively as a casual soccer guy that that was goalie interference. I don't know the intricacies of the rules, but I'm pretty sure you can't post up like somebody under the basket in basketball and put your arm up and try to like, you know, block the goalie out. I'm pretty sure that's against the spirit of the rule. The problem is you can't review that. So it ends up being 2-2. UCLA goes on to win this thing in the second overtime. And then sure enough, I saw this populate my timeline from some, I get it, it's a brutal loss, but now it's like, man, it has been really difficult couple of weeks to be a Carolina fan. I think you had seen some reporter who went to Carolina. What did what did that tweet read? Yeah, Paige Mastin. Uh, apologies in advance to Paige. Uh, if you're a UNC fan who has lived through the past couple of weeks, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you've lived through the last couple of weeks, wh- what? Let, let's just start there, okay? <laughs> what? Because... <laughs> Listen, if you play, if you're on, this is this is not directed at all to the yeah, to the people yeah, yeah. who played yesterday or the or the coaching staff at Carolina. Okay, that that was a difficult loss. You're up two zero. You're ready to you're ready to hoist the trophy. Yeah, man. You know, and it and it's believe it or not, they've won it twenty one times, but they haven't won it since twenty twelve, and they've been the runner up now three times in five years. So yeah. they've been really close, and as a group, you have to empathize for them. Okay? Totally get I totally get that part because they poured it out. And they were really, really close to being national champions and, and accomplishing their goal. That's the players. That's the coaches. That's the people on the staff. The fans? Okay. W- what have you really lived through the, the past few weeks? The football team, while they did lose three games in a row, they won the division. Mm-hmm. They did win the division. Yeah, three. They've won three of them, actually. Okay. So yeah. they won the division title. They won nine games this year. You had the ACC Player of the Year, and you're set. For next year at quarterback again, and just to remind you, you had Sam Howell, who was really good, Mm -hmm. and when you have that type of quarterback, it's not easy to get another one in there right away. Sure. Ask NC State. Even they can tell you. After Phillip Rivers, it was a little bit of a struggle in the jungle, okay? So football-wise, what did you really not have? You had a good season. You won your division. You had a chance to play for the ACC title, and you produced this this, uh, prodigal son who is like you cut him open and he bleeds but, Star Hill but, but, blue, but, 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 but and he also gave you the quote of the year yeah. by mocking NC State people. But okay? Joe, okay, so Tony, that's football. Tony Grimes just transferred. 
we can get to that in a minute. Camp Kelly just transferred. It's fine. We can get to that. So what did you really lose in football? On the balance, nothing. Nothing. Okay? Really. Yeah, right. That's football. Basketball, you've lost four straight games. I get that. Mm-hmm. The, mostly to good teams, mm-hmm. right? Iowa State would be the worst of that group, but mostly really, really good teams. Alabama, Virginia Tech on the road. For, by the way, inconsequential regular season men's college basketball games. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. Uh, okay. That's tough so, to live through, though, man. So, no, no blood there. And, and I did mention the soccer. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about the women's soccer program. They've played the NCAA tournament 41 times now. Mm-hmm. Carolina's won it 21 times. Yeah. Just about half of the times that it's been played, your school has won. So, as a, as for you as a Carolina fan, let me just say to you, you're 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 saying right now that what you missed out on was checks notes the twenty second national title NCAA title for one of your programs. Let's take it a step further, Julio. So okay, there's it, probably I, I more. Get, I get there's, I think I get there's the, just some others. I understand in the moment there's a little bit of like a oh my goodness man it's been rough. I get that stuff, but let's take a step back. Let's take a step back and understand how blessed North Carolina has been as an athletic department. And I don't say blessed in that they've been lucky. Just they've really done an no. amazing job. People of really get confused when you talk about North Carolina. Not once have I ever used the L word, and I don't use the L word because it does diminish what it they does. have accomplished. No, you're and right. I, it's not that. So UNC baseball won the ACC championship last year. Who's been struggling to do that? NC State has not done yeah. that and since the, and, 1994. And they've had some... What, no, people, two, 92. People have... They've had... And Elliot Avins had some moments where people have viewed them as layups. Correct. And then suddenly they can't hit. All right? Yes. Duke. The only one nothing lost in the history of the ACC Baseball Championship. That's NC State for you, yes. right? Field hockey. I mean, uh, that was re- November 20th. It was really... It's been rough, man. So long. What? November 20th. What? Field hockey. Seven straight ACC titles. Four of the last five. Four of the last five NCAA titles. Women's lacrosse, six of the last seven ACC titles last year's NCAA title. Women's tennis, three straight ITA Indoor National Championships. Men's and women's ultimate. That's a club sport, but still, I mean, if you want to make fun of NC State getting wrapped up about the Bass Championships, okay, fine, we can talk about ultimate as well. Men's and women's ultimate both won back-to-back titles. Both of them won back-to-back titles. And what is the hottest sport going today, Julia? The pickleball. You and I actually played pickleball in the summertime. We had a really fun time. We did. You can go check out that video on YouTube. UNC sent a team to Texas for the pickleball club title. They won the thing. You just won the hottest sport going in America. I don't want to hear anything. And this is this is the so moment there, you've been. There's no curse of K. No, no, we'll saying. get to we'll get okay. to the curse of K in a second. But I do I do want to. Uh, this is the moment that you've been waiting for. Oh, okay. This is the moment. This is the this. You love this. I do. You love this. Can I say it or you want you want to? Do I will it for say me? it. Oh, What's okay. the point? If I don't say it, is it really that satisfactory? Ah, uh, you're right. I mean, you want to do it yourself. I feel like those are things that we do all the time. So here's a moment for you to have somebody do it for you, Joe. Thank you. You were right. Mm. You said a couple of weeks ago, and I got a lot of Carolina fans upset. We actually teased Brooke Pryor from ESPN, mm-hmm. a Carolina grad, about this last week, where it's like, y'all really want everything. And this is not about, oh, you didn't win a women's national championship last night in soccer. No. You're apparently now coming for NC State's identity. That's what you want. You want everything. So much so that you are now, in the last two weeks, decided, we're cursed. 
Oh my god, we're cursed. It has to be. We are cursed. Like I saw somebody from the Levitard show tweet this out. Like I'm convinced more and more that the Coach K curse is real. The Coach K curse being that to trade ruining Coach K's farewell tour, beating them in Cameron Indoor Stadium in his last home game, and then literally ending his career in the Final Four and sending him off, him and Mickey looking sad on the back of a golf cart as they exited New Orleans, okay? That that was the devil's bargain, the monkey's paw, that, oh, well, we got this incredible year, but now we must pay for it. You haven't paid squat. This is what this is. This is what this is. Have you ever read one of those... Features on the New York Times about a couple. They highlight a couple. Sure. It's a profile on a couple. And the premise is usually about how this couple has had to make some cutbacks because of the economy. And yeah. it's sacrifice. They have, they have to sacrifice. They have to sacrifice. This is a guy who's got this incredible like Wall Street job. Um, the wife is usually some sort of like art dealer or something. And they've had to make these cutbacks because the economy is affecting everybody. And I'm not making this up. There was one instance where the spouse talked about, you know, it used to be if we wanted Italian food, we'd get in our private jet and we'd literally go to Italy for great spaghetti or whatever it was they were felt like having. And now, you know, we're just having to go to a Michelin star rated place in New York. That's what you sound like when you complain about how hard life has been for you the last couple of weeks. I get it's all relative. But understand, you sound like the New Yorker profile of the couple that we had to sell our vacation home in Tahoe and spend this Christmas in the Hamptons. Mm. Dang. Sweet, sweet summer child. Y'all don't know misery, so don't try it. Like, don't oh, try it. Oh, my sweet summer child. <laughs> don't. Just, you know, it, it stinks. I'm not saying it doesn't no. stink, but... Now you're trying to like go into this level of like, oh man, it's really hard out here. It's hard, it's tough to be a Carolina fan the last couple of weeks. And meanwhile, you've got like every other college program that hasn't won squat in like ages, literally down the street from you. Going, what now? You huh? Okay. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Check us out on YouTube. Just look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button or button. Remove the R there. We actually have a new video up where Jillio and I refereed a high school scrimmage, an inter-squad scrimmage. Oh, we tried to. It was an attempt. We went over to Millbrook. We appreciate their hospitality and letting us goof up their inter-squad scrimmage before the start of the season. That video is up on YouTube right now. The point of the video is to once again highlight that officiating is not easy. And when you get to the lower levels, when you get to the high school levels, intramural levels, they're not paid a lot, they're overworked, and the last thing they need is some parent yelling at them for something that they don't need to be yelled at. So we went out there just kind of sight unseen. You have way more officiating knowledge than I do. I don't watch sports for officiating blunders or to get into the nitty-gritty of officiating. 
other than the obvious calls. You're a little bit more into that stuff. And even you had a little hard time kind of keeping up with the speed and moving uh, around. Well, it was the uh, the over and back rule got me. Yeah, I didn't realize it was both feet and the ball. I thought it was just the ball. <laughs> That's one of those things where you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I got yelled at for that one. That was that was fine. This is all. This all comes on the heels of the North Carolina High School Athletic Association getting a report from the officials' association. Yeah. Uh, our friends, the guys we worked with, by the way. Top shelf. Oh, yeah. Easily. Really, really good. And what they had in that survey, essentially over the last two years, uh, a good chunk of them, probably around half of them, have said, yeah, we've considered quitting mm-hmm. because of issues related to compensation or sportsmanship. And it's not just from parents. It's from coaches. It's from players and, and everything else. And the, and, the, and the key here is that without officials, if there's no high school officials, well, there's no sports. You can't play these games without the officials. Recently, they did bump their pay by 10% across the board. That wasn't exactly the number that the officials were looking for, but at least it's something. I'll tell you what's interesting, Joe, is we were in an empty gym. Mm-hmm. And think about how loud it was in there. Just from the players. Just from the players and the coaches. And, and Joe, there's not going to be much animosity between in an intra-squad scrimmage, right? No. So now you add in the two different teams. Hey, that's a bad call because we... The players weren't really complaining to us about get missing a foul or getting hit or an and one or any of that stuff. You throw another team on there in an empty gym, and then you turn it up. You have two opposing coaches screaming at you, then you turn it up. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you throw fans in the building? And I'm not even talking about in a way that they're screaming at you. I'm just talking about being distracted. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the the most eye-opening part of the exercise, and, and, and Steve Reynolds really uh, – Helped us out there to kind of, you know, allow us to tell the story. And I'm sure it'll go, you know, through some ears and out one ear and out the other for a lot of people. But I do hope they go check out the YouTube page because it is kind of a fun way. You kind of look at it and you realize, like, for me, example, like, I think I do know the rules of of basketball. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not as well as I thought. Maybe not as well. (laughs) For me, I'm not really good at positioning. Regardless, I, I don't know where to be on the court for these types of things. So that's on our YouTube page. Go check that out. Uh, I, I've already heard from a lot of people saying how it was at least amusing to watch us fumble oh, around yeah. being oh, please. official. So, again, that's on our YouTube page. Go check that out. Look up 99.9 The Fan. Last night, Monday Night Football, I'm going to uh, admit something. I did not care to watch a bad football game no. between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I watched the soccer. And the New Orleans Saints. I watched the soccer, and it was really entertaining. Yep. And then I turned the football on. And seriously, Joe, you know me. I, I go to bed pretty early. Yeah, 8 o'clock. But I'm watching the game. I'm watching the first part of the game, and I'm going, wait a second. Is that Andy Dalton? <laughs> and then, you know, one of the receivers, you know, dropped kind of a, a touchdown pass, and I'm like, I don't need to see any more of this. Yeah. And sure enough, I wake up, and everybody in the in the Garner group is, like, going crazy because Brady led, leads this you know, last, what was it, they're down 16-3 in the last three and a half minutes. And, of course, Brady does what Brady, you know, default mode Brady is going to be a two-minute mode, and no one has ever run the two-minute drill better than Tom Brady. But so, it's also all relative as well. Sure. And to your point, here's Tom Brady last night on being on the right side of a comeback against the Saints last night. It was good, you know, it's just, uh, two, you know, we had a lot of games come down to the end, and some we've won, some we've lost, which is why we're 6-6, six and six, so... Not where we want to be, but we'll keep fighting. So, as he said, on the right side and on the wrong side uh, throughout this season. And, yes, they are 6 I was and say, six. They, They're at 500 now, so that's at least respectable. It, it is respectable, and things look like they were going to get out of hand for them. 
But what's wild to me is that the NFC South is still not wrapped up with them at six and six because the Falcons are at five and eight, and you got the Panthers and the Saints, uh, each with four wins. The Panthers at four and eight right now. Panthers with that ninth loss. The Panthers, when I was looking at the playoff statistics or the scenarios, most places have the Panthers now at 9%, a 9% chance to make the playoffs. That's not terrible given how we've talked about the Panthers all year. Had the Saints won last night, the Panthers would have been one game out, and they already actually had won a game against Tampa Bay. So to me, this is back to Brady. And while there were those, as you say, default mode Brady comeback antics, don't get caught up no. in it. All right. This is not some sort of here Brady's lingering. He's still got it. You know, if they get to the playoffs, here comes Tampa. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. No, they're going to get outclassed in the NFC. Yeah. I, no, I didn't invent the stat point differential, and I get it. I'm not the only person who believes in it, mm-hmm. but it is a, a really clear indicator of the good teams and the not so good teams. So what we think of on the AFC side, right, right, Buffalo, plus 124. Like, that's fairly amazing. The Chiefs, we agree, are a good football team, right? Mm-hmm. Plus 80. The the Eagles or the Cowboys, both running hot in the NFC East. Eagles, plus 112. Cowboys, plus 127. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in first place, Joe. They're minus two. <laughs> minus two. Which, you know, we can laugh at. The truth of the matter is, that's about what a 500 team should be. Sounds about right. Because you look over at the, the Tennessee Titans, who are in first place in the AFC South, by the way, minus 21. First place in the AFC South. So it, it's just one of those indicators you look at and you go, huh, well, I guess we won't be seeing you very long. And, and you know, the, the, the oddball here is Minnesota. The Vikings at 10 and 2 are a plus 10. So it, it goes to show you that the, the difference in the, in the NFL. And that's where we can always bring this back to Matt Rule. Yeah. Is this. It's right here. This is the difference. And those are the games you got to win. Are you going to go Al Pacino on any given Sunday? But I'm just saying, these are the games you got to win. It's a game of inches. (laughs) That's that's where you're going on that. Uh, In other NFL news, you got some clarity on Lamar Jackson and his injury. According to Adam Schefter at ESPN, he's got a PCL strain. And that typically will keep somebody sidelined for one to three weeks. John Harbaugh, head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, did say that Lamar Jackson will be week to week. But again, with the PCL, the most it's mostly viewed as a one to three week situation for the Ravens quarterback. This yesterday sparked a conversation about Lamar Jackson betting on himself. Remember, he's on the last year of his deal. He did not take the offer from the Ravens this offseason that most viewed, including me, as an extreme lowballing of what Lamar Jackson's actually worth. And they looked at the injury, and there was this big screaming match about how, you see, this is the danger of betting on yourself. If he gets hurt, he just costs himself a lot of money. And I don't know how else I can put this for people, but even if he blew out his knee and he was done for the rest of the year, Lamar Jackson was still going to get paid because of the market. The quarterback market still will pay out for even a hobbled Lamar Jackson because we know what he's capable of. And this looks like it's just a minor thing, and he'll still find himself. Because are you telling me that another team is not going to put the Ravens in a position where they're going to have to give him what he actually wants or close to it? They could really put the screws to him by franchise tagging him and making him play another 
bet on me season next but that, year. But that franchise tag, the price of the brick goes it's, way up. It does. It's, I mean, we it's saw this top with five. Kirk, it's we, the average of the top five. We so. saw this with Kirk Cousins uh, a couple years yeah. ago. I but mean, it is only a one-year deal. It is just a one-year deal. And it deal. wouldn't be right of them to do that. But then they franchise tag Kirk Cousins again. Right. You remember that like, they lost him. Kirk Cousins was... It might, as Bomani Jones likes to joke, the ski mask all stars, like in terms of how you've just stolen money from organizations. Kirk Cousins might actually be the king of that in the NFL, given the contracts that he's been uh, he's been doled out. Regardless, uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens, I still think, made a mistake by not giving Lamar Jackson what he wanted or close to it. Now, there's a separate conversation to be had about Deshaun Watson and that contract in Cleveland being the thing that people should point to as to why somebody like Lamar Jackson's going, well, wait a minute, if this dude's getting fully guaranteed money, I also need to get fully guaranteed money. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.